Welcome to this new nutrition business podcast. My name is Julian Melantin, and today I'm going to talk to you about Beyond Meat, the company that makes meat substitute burgers and sausages and other items, which has been one of the most written about new businesses in the mainstream media for the past three or four years. It's been on the receiving end of $500 million of investment. Its CEO, Ethan Brown, talks about it being part of a movement that will completely replace animal agriculture. And even though it doesn't make a profit, it's valued by the stock market at $8 billion. But looking at Beyond Meat's financials, it appears that everything may not be well in the garden. Sales grew for Beyond Meat in 2020 compared to 2019, increasing from an impressive $297 million to $404 million. But comparing its results in the fourth quarter of the year to the third quarter, sales seem to have stalled with retail sales flat at about $60 million. The company's gross margins have slumped. And not only has Beyond not made a profit in any of its four years of trading, but its losses appear to have worsened, particularly in the fourth quarter. Currently, it seems to be incurring $9 of costs for every $8 of sales. So it's little surprise that it's been highlighting to the stock market it has high hopes for new deals with McDonald's, PepsiCo, and others. Despite being aligned to the plant-based trend, which is a huge growth trend, despite benefiting from one of the most positive campaigns of media coverage of plant-based meat substitutes in food industry history, Beyond Meat looks like it's not quite going to be the growth company that everyone expected it to be. Sales of its plant-based burgers and sausages plateaued in the fourth quarter of 2020 at $60 million. There was no growth compared to quarter three. That's a bit surprising because most categories have managed to sustain growth during the pandemic year. What's interesting is the company's gross margin in 2020 slid to 30% for the whole year. But in the last quarter of the year, it collapsed to 24.9%. Now, that's a gross margin that many food businesses in competitive segments have learned to live with. But it's not what you expect from a growth company selling premium products. Unsurprisingly, Beyond Meat produced an operating loss in 2020 of over $49 million. That's the worst operating loss in its short history. In 2019, it was at break-even. But what's interesting about this loss is that half of it was generated in the last quarter of the year, suggesting that whatever the problem is, it may be getting worse. The company has cumulative operating losses on its balance sheet of $194 million. Its investors, including luminaries such as Bill Gates, who between them have invested $500 million and beyond, are, we suspect, unlikely to get a return on their investment anytime soon. Now, just for comparison's sake, let's compare this highly valued loss-making growth company that's supposedly connected to growth trends and supposedly going to replace animal protein with a much more traditional, boring and established brand and category. Let's talk about Campbell's Soup. This unglamorous 150-year-old maker of kitchen staples is best known for making soup in cans. Now, that's a product format that has been in decline for many years. So Campbell's shares fell out of favor some time ago. 
because nobody apparently could see what the long-term future was for selling soup in cans. However, Campbell's Soup, in common with many other makers of traditional kitchen staples, saw a revival in its fortunes in 2020. If you look just at the last quarter of 2020, its sales grew by 7%, or $150 million. Beyond Meat grew by 3.5%, adding just $3.5 million to the total. Campbell's Soup's gross margin in the fourth quarter increased from 33% to 35%, which is what you'd expect of a traditional business. In the food industry, you do tend to make more money when you put more volume through. Beyond Meat's gross margin, on the other hand, fell from 30% to 24.9%. It seems that in the new normal, well-run brands and traditional foods perhaps may be more aligned with consumer desires than plant-based burgers. The tortoise of traditional foods can, it seems, beat the hyped-up hair when times are tough. It's clear that from the consumer perspective, Beyond Meat has a challenge. It has a long ingredient list. There are questions about its nutritional profile. It has a high price compared to meat and tens of competitors in the space, perhaps 60, 70 or 80 companies, including retail and label. Compared to them, it has no strong point of difference. Initially, Beyond hung its strategy on growing in food service. But in common with many companies, it experienced a plunge in its food service business in 2020. So it isn't surprising that when it unveiled its financial results in February 2021, it announced plans to turn the food service business around. These plans include a three-year uh, strategic deal with McDonald's to supply the McDonald's chain and a partnership with Yum Brands, owner of KFC, Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Beyond also announced a joint venture with snacks giant PepsiCo to be called the Planet Partnership. The venture will develop and produce what it calls innovative snack and beverage products made from plant-based protein. Beyond Meat investors will be hoping that the new partnerships can revive its fortunes by reviving the food service business, which took such a hit in 2020. They may also be taking a typical Silicon Valley investor type approach to their investment, which is based on ignoring losses in order to gain market share and later generate profits. But food doesn't work like that. The category Beyond competes in is a margin game. If it aims to replace meat, the stated aim of its founder, vegan activist Ethan Brown, then it will have to slash retail prices even below what they are now. That will create more volume, but seemingly it will also create more losses. Beyond Meat will be, as it already is, a significant player in the meat substitutes niche. And yet it is a niche with just 1% share of the US protein market, meat substitutes are a niche. It may get 20 or 25% market share of this segment, but that will probably leave it far, far short of its growth ambitions, far away from realizing a big return that its shareholders no doubt hope for. And based on the plateauing of its retail sales in the last quarter of 2020, it's hard to see how it's gonna to get to profit short of cutting its costs. Perhaps one day Beyond Meat will be a business school case study, but probably not in the way its investors hope. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it enjoyable. If you'd like some more information, please don't hesitate to go to our website, which is www.new-nutrition.com.